You're listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where we talk real life, answer questions, and take a deeper, practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today, we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose. Well, welcome or welcome back to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast. I am Lydia Miller here with my dad, Pastor Jeff. And if you were getting sick of us being in the God Is series, the good news is we're out. We're out. <laughs> if you're sick of us, the bad news is we're still here. We're still here. And today we are covering a new topic, one that I think is a topic that a lot of Christians want to talk about and want to take a look at. So we're going to kind of have a little bit of a one-off one today, and then we'll get into another little mini-series next week. But today we're going to discuss the topic of God's plan and purpose for your life. Does God have a plan and a purpose? If he does, what is his plan and purpose? How do you figure it out? This has got to be, especially for people who are trying to make a big decision in life, I feel like the number one question that they ask. Yeah, I would say as a pastor, it's probably the question I get more than anything else. Should I marry this guy or this guy? Should I take this job or that job? People always want to know, how do I determine the will of God or the purpose of God in that? Mm-hmm. So if you were to think back to a young Jeff, or maybe now, maybe you're struggling with it now, maybe you're having a middle-aged, well, you're not middle-aged, later-aged crisis. It'd be a little late yes, if I was. it was. Uh, did you ever consider this question? Was this something you personally ever struggled with of what God's plan is, or, were, or was baby Jeff like, I'm going to be yeah. a pastor one yeah. day? I, I hate to disappoint you, but I really just <laughs> never really struggled with this. I mean, I struggled at different points in times. Should I take this call to ministry or that call? Should I go to this seminary, that seminary, this college? So I, I walked through it a little bit. Uh, But the difficult thing is, and I recognize most people can't relate, but I felt a call to ministry already in my teenage years and really never looked back. (laughs) Kind of sad. Maybe I didn't have the ability to do anything else. But (laughs) in all honesty, I I really never considered another career. I, I, I sensed a call of God very early in age and then followed that path. Now, where that led to and the different places that God called us Uh, Certainly, I wanted to discern the will of God in that, but no, I really didn't struggle with that. Well, let's talk to the less fortunate. There you go. Let's talk to the people who are maybe trying to discern what that might be. Let's go kind of big picture, and then we'll narrow it down a little bit. But if someone were to ask you the question, how do I figure out what God's plan or purpose for me is, what do you typically answer that question with right away? The first thing I'd always say to everybody is this, there is purpose and plan. So... Uh, if you think, you know, life is meaningless, God did not design you or create you for purpose, you're wrong. And in, in fact, the reality is this, there's, there's inside of every one of us that's been created in the image of God, a plan and a purpose of God that you and I need to hone and to refine, to understand in greater ways. Uh, but all of us have meaning and purpose by the fact that we've been created in God's image. So I, I would say to everybody out there, there is plan, there is purpose in your life. Whether you figure that out yet or not, whether you feel as though you're right in alignment of where that is, uh, the one thing I'd say to people, though, is it's clear you know, Rick Warren talks about in his book, The Purpose Driven Life, but it's not about you. Often we think our purpose is to make ourselves happy or for us to somehow achieve a certain financial goal or those kinds of things. It's not about that. It's actually about God. You were created in the very image of God and your plan and your purpose is found in God. In fact, I always remind people of this. There is an eternal plan for you. It's not just about this life. 
is actually about the life to come. So I always want to remind people, not only does God have a plan and a purpose, not only is it not about you and about God, but I want people to recognize it has eternal value for you. And it's not just about the years you have on the face of the earth, but there is an eternity that awaits that God's preparing you for. Mm-hmm. So if, that, if we all kind of have the same maybe overarching purpose, We think about our own lives and God's will for us as people. And I think a lot of times, I know I've definitely struggled with this, and I've talked to people who have struggled with this before. It almost feels like every big decision that you make in life is sort of a fork in the road. And one fork is God's option, and then the other direction is not God's will for your life. Is that how it actually plays out? From my perspective, reading scripture, I think that's a misnomer. I really do. I I honestly think, and I don't want to sound flippant about this, but I think God would say to you, to be quite honest with you, I don't care what you do. Whatever you desire to do, as long as you're doing it in the will of God, being a witness for God in that, doing it in a way that honors and pleases him, I think he'd say, Choose anything you want. Mm -hmm. It was part of the Reformation when we said there is a sanctity and calling to all vocations. Come off and think, well, listen, the ultimate goal would be to be a pastor. I mean, those must be high, lofty people. I, I think God sets aside certain people to be pastors, but I think he sets aside certain people to be doctors, to be teachers, to be lawyers. Whatever he calls you into, that is sort of your mission field, your sphere of influence That wherever you are, working in the medical field as a doctor, every patient you touch, you want to touch with the love of Christ. Teachers, whatever student you teach, you want to impact with the love of Christ. That's your mission field. In some respects, I think people in the secular world have a greater Mm -hmm. possibility of ministry than people who are spending their whole day long in a church like Mm -hmm. pastors and those of us who are in ministry. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think God would say, and again, Here's how I designed you. What are your desires? Head in that direction, but honor me with whatever you choose to do. I read one time a quote that really stuck with me, and I wish I had read it earlier when I was graduating college and trying to figure out, do I want to be a teacher? Do I want to go into ministry? But the will of God for your life is much more about who you become than what you will do. I think that's a great quote. I do. And I think it's one we all ought to cling to because the ultimate goal of God is to make you throughout life and into eternity more and more like Jesus. It's not so much about your career or a path or those kinds of things as it is about becoming more like Christ. I always get concerned. Sometimes I'll do marital counseling. People go, listen, I miss the will of God. I married the wrong person. I always say <laughs> to people, listen, if you are married, you're married to the right person. Mm-hmm. You just are. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think there's a sense in which we go, oh, man, I made a mistake. Or you go, listen, I'm a fireman, and I was supposed to be an astronaut, <laughs> uh, and I miss the will of God. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, I think you head in the direction you desire And then I think at that point in time, when you make a commitment, God calls you to be used in the best possible way that you can. God calls you to stay in your marriage Mm -hmm. and love your husband as Christ loved the church, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Just continue to be committed to the family. So you've mentioned a few times, respond to kind of the call of God. So although, you know, God's will is about who you become, how do you kind of figure out what that call is for you? Because I know there's steps that you can take to maybe hear a little bit more clearly from God on his the way he's nudging you or where he wants you to go. So can you walk us through what some of those are? If if I were to give you four simple steps to Mm -hmm. the will of God, step number one would be this. you got to read the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Paul Little, who is actually a theologian out of Talbot Seminary, he's probably passed now, but 
godly man. He used to say 90% of the will of God is found in the word of God. 90% of the will of God. So often people say, who should I marry? Well, I'd marry somebody, 1 Timothy chapter 3, here's the qualifications of a godly man. Well, what woman should I do? Well, Proverbs 31 gives you a pretty clear picture. Well, how should I entertain my boss, even though he's been... Well, Colossians chapter 3 gives... So there's a whole lot that is found in the Word of God with regards to the will of God. So the first place, I think, is to read the Word of God. God speaks primarily through His Word. So read the Word of God, and again, make sure that whatever you feel as though you're going to do, it's in line with Scripture. If I'm planning to marry this person? Is this in line with scripture? Are the two of us equally yoked? If I'm planning to take this job, is this something that I could honor God through and have a mission field through? Whatever it might be, you don't want to do anything outside of the word of God. So I would always start there. Step number two then for me is this, just kind of listening to the inner testimony of the Holy Spirit. Because I think the Holy Spirit, if we know Christ is our Savior, every one of us has the Holy Spirit resident inside of us. So he's going to lead, he's going to guide, he's going to teach, he's going to instruct. When we get out of line, he's going to convict. So I think we're always praying, God, I, I want your Spirit to lead. I sense this is an open door and I'm going to walk through it. If it's not, could you close that door? Could you make it clear to me this is not the way? Could you affirm me once I walk through the door that this is where you want me to continue to go? So I think the Word of God, the inner testimony, the Spirit of God. And then I often think this, and it's one of the reasons Ken Branville and other people are in my life, you've got to seek godly counsel. So I often want to say to Ken, hey Ken, here's what I'm sensing God is leading me. Can you pray about that? Because I want agreement that this is not just my desires and my will, but this is actually the will of God. So I would find a close, godly person next to you and say, hey, can I run this idea by you? Do you see this to be true? Could you pray about it and sense whether or not this is where God's leading me? And then finally, I don't want to be real careful with this, but I think circumstances then come into play, but I think they're last. I think after you study the word of God, after you follow the inner testimony of the spirit of God, after you seek godly counsel from other people, now sometimes circumstances will happen. But I, I just want to be careful because the evil one can mimic circumstances in your life that can lead you down a wrong path, a good feeling or a sense, whatever it might be. I think the evil one can counterfeit that in your life. So I always say circumstances are sort of the bow on the package after you've studied the word, after you've sought the spirit of God, after you've sought godly counsel. Now circumstances can come together. We go, man, that door opened up, man, that opportunity came my way. And then I think God can, can speak through that as well. I remember when I was making the shift from teaching to ministry, there was so much about that decision that on paper did not make sense. It was, you told me not to go into ministry, so I maybe didn't seek God the counsel. Maybe, maybe my counsel was not so godly. <laughs> but I remember feeling just kind of this nudge to it and kind of following these steps of where I felt like God was calling me, the nudge of the Holy Spirit, and talking with people about what that would be. And I remember thinking to myself, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But we moved up here and went through with it anyway. And I guess maybe some would argue I made the wrong decision. But No, I, it, but I think you're right. I, I, I think a calling to something is both an inner movement of us, and then we always call it an external calling to where, in a sense, friends around me go, no, 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 I see that in you. I see gifts of ministry. I, when you speak, people listen. When you work with young people, for some reason they follow you. So there is not only this sense of, I want to do this, which mm -hmm. is part of it, but then there's this sense of, can I get godly people around me from an external mm -hmm. perspective to say, no, I see God's call in your life. Mm -hmm. 
you mentioned it a little bit before, but there's a book uh, by Rick Warren called The Purpose Driven Life, and it does an excellent job of just walking through really exactly that. What's What on earth am I here for, I think, is the starting question that he sort of asks and does a great job of painting that picture. So if this is something maybe you're struggling with, maybe your small group wants to walk through that book together, uh, there's study guides and all of that to go along with it, but it would be a great place and a great resource to start with. So thank you so much for joining us today. We will have you here next time on Sunnybrook Unscripted. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.